Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We're here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are focusing on how to take the gathering home. This is the last episode of our Gathering Starter Pack. As you prepare for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering, feel free to come back to these as much as you need or share them with other adult leaders who might have questions as you prepare. Also remember that we're going to be releasing more episodes geared to the gathering throughout the next year. Uh, The drop days for those are going to be on that calendar that we released with the adult leader resources, uh, and that will all go together to help you prepare for Houston. So you have heard us heard us say, and probably I don't know every episode, Juliana, maybe I pretty much, yeah, that the gathering is more than the five days that we're in Houston, and we mean that. That doesn't mean we're expanding the length of the event programming or that you need to schedule differently for your travel. Not, no, 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 no. But we want you to know that the preparation and follow up make the impact far greater than just those days alone. And we want the gathering to be just one part of your healthy youth ministry taking place back in your home congregation. One of the big things we want you to do is not just think about getting through the gathering. (laughs) Most of you at this point are just focused on like, how can I get to the gathering and through the gathering? But thinking more about how the gathering plays just one part in your ongoing ministry. Sometimes due to the nature of an event like this, it becomes sort of a singular focus for your resources, your time, your energy. And when that happens, a lot of the long-term momentum you could achieve from the gathering is lost. So instead, we're going to talk about now, uh, well over in advance, how to take the gathering home once you're done. And to help us do that is Alan Wunderlich. Alan is a roster teacher in the LCMS and serves as assistant principal and youth director at Emanuel Lutheran Church and School in Washington, Missouri. He has taken numerous groups to the LCMS Youth Gathering and for the 2022 gathering serves on the adult leader support team. And that team has been working diligently to put together great resources for adult leaders who are planning to attend the gathering next July. Alan, we thank you and your team for all the efforts and service you are providing to the gathering and welcome to the end goals podcast thank you it's good to be with you both so alan my group has just landed back in the church parking lot after five six seven days at the gathering um i'm exhausted the youth are exhausted (laughs) um if we've planned uh parents should have some sense of how to debrief their team when they get home uh for more uh on that topic, check out the parent podcast we just put out. But what are some key things that as an adult leader I'm thinking about and looking to do with a group in that first maybe week or two that we're back after the gathering? That's a great question. I think one of the one of the key things is as you get home, relax. Um, get some downtime yourself. Uh, keep in mind everything, you know, try and process everything that's been going on, but find a way to just relax, connect back with your own family. But then um, most of what you've done, uh, if you've prepared well, should you should have intentionally been making an effort to set up things like um, lines of communication with your teens that all through the gathering, you have had a chance to talk to teens individually, as groups, as the large group or the small group, depending on what size you bring, and have an opportunity to uh, hear from them what has stimulated them in terms of uh, 
the conference itself? What are the good things they've seen? What are the things that perhaps haven't been as good or, or and, and why? why? Was it something they were looking for that they didn't get? And that prepares you to perhaps um, utilize that down the road. One of the nice things that Synod does with so many of the sectionals and things is they record them. And so that if we do hear back of one that is a really good session, we're able to bring that then into uh, a youth meeting and present that uh, to, to uh, the entire group or to groups into the future that uh, these resources are there, they're alive, they're wonderful. Um, and so, uh, but, but that all starts with good communication. And that's where technology right now plays a really positive part in the fact that you can be connecting with your kids. And I, I know we've set up a band where uh, they can respond to us uh, every, every time they go to a sectional, which one are they at? Is it good? What grade would you give it? Why did you give it that grade? And uh, then again, if that sectional is being repeated, that stimulates some other youth to be able to go there as well. Um, the other, some of the other points I think right along here is to uh, intentionally be thinking about before you go and bring your kids in on this. Gen Z is so good at, uh, at leadership and at planning that if we present them with the challenge of, okay, how are we going to report back to our congregation? They also have the technology skills to say, well, we could do, and it's something completely out of my bailiwick, but something that they can tackle and they can take on. Um, and it can be really good for them um, to uh, have the opportunity to lead and to help show us as leaders what can be done with technology and what can be done to get the word out to the congregation, to the board of directors or to their lead, to the leadership of the congregation as well. Um, and then the, the, the final thing that uh, I think is so important is sending notes of encouragement. And that goes both ways. I like to try and get notes of, of encouragement from the parents that can be given to me before I go. Again, it's being intentional about thinking ahead of time. What do I need to do to make this a success for the kids? And then, you know, day two or day three, uh, be handing out these notes at the Bible study at the end of the day and um, sharing with them a note from their parents, you know, letting them know they're being prayed for. Uh, the group is being prayed for, and then encouraging the kids to respond with a note and collecting those notes and then getting them out. And those notes can be anything, most importantly, obviously, back to parents, uh, back to the pastor, uh, back to the leadership of the congregation, any of your sponsors that have helped you get there. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, notes to the hotel staff, notes to uh, um, the bus driver. Um, There's so many ways that we can uh, share the love of Christ through uh, uh, just these these kids being sincere in in sharing their faith, and it just takes a little bit of encouragement on our part to be able to provide that. Yeah, I always appreciate being able to uh, to write as an adult leader note to a parent mm -hmm. about uh, something that I saw in their youth at the yeah. event. And sometimes that's a great thing, a practice for me after the event to kind of think about how might I connect with each one of those students is not only writing to them, which is always an encouragement. We like to write notes to our youth, but, but writing to that parent and thanking them for sending their kid, um, see, 
pointing out to them things that I saw in that young person, um, because then that helps build that partnership we have as supportive adults and parents as we care for those young people. But there's so many yeah communication pieces that you can keep going after the event that help um, between your group, uh, between your group and their family and in the congregation. Yes. And that is that is so important. Um, uh, just in the last month, I've had a student who uh, uh, was in a pretty big, big car accident. And uh, uh, the mom told me that uh, the, his sister was, she said, uh, Mr. Wendelik is the first one we have to contact and let him know so he can be praying for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one who's being hospitalized right now with some surgery. And, and he was so concerned. And just to be able to uh, pray with him, let his family know that uh, uh, we care for him as well. Um, those kind of connections are so important, so, so important. And it makes your, you, you help the congregation build into a family as well. And, and that's key right now, especially with so much um, dysfunction and anxiety and stress that's been going on in our communities uh, over the last year. So one of the things that we hear when we talk about, again, that body of Christ um, that we have in our local congregation, feedback we get back either through a formal evaluation process or just conversations with young people or adult leaders is a powerful part of an event like a youth gathering or similar events is that students get a glimpse of the number of young people in our church body and just the size of the greater church. Yet when young people maybe go back home and maybe especially to smaller or medium-sized congregations, that can be a difficult transition. What are some of the ways to help your youth continue to see the size of the Christian church and to also love their home congregation and appreciate all the support that they're receiving back home? Another really good question. I I think that um, uh, maybe to do those two things in reverse, first off, to see the love of your own congregation, to see the care that your own congregation has, and not just to see that, and not just to, to understand that, and sometimes they need some help in, in understanding your congregation cares for you enough to help you get to where you're going to be able to experience this. But to say you're part of this congregation and you need to love and you need to reach out as well. You're not you're not the future of the church. You are the church. And mm-hmm. so you need to step up now. And what is it that you can do for your home congregation to be a part of the ministry and a part of the family? And for us as adults, I think sometimes that's breaking down some barriers um, that, that we have in churches where we uh, sort of say, well, the kids can't help with this. Well, no, they can. They can do more than just accolade. They can be partnering with ushers. They can be partnering with boards and committees. And to help them see what, the, the, what goes into the operation of the church and make them an active part of the, uh, of the process. I know we're going through a call process right now, and, and one of the first questions asked was, uh, where, are the, where aren't the youth on the committee? Why mm. aren't the youth part of it? And mm-hmm. so the youth have been brought in to be part of that process, and through that, they are experiencing so much and adding so much as well. So um, they have to be part of that community. And then I think that to the second question, how do you make it um, uh, a part of seeing the church at large? One of the um, one of the great things I think we can start doing more is go back to the old Walther League model and let them know there are other youth groups and bring youth groups together. I know out where we are in uh, rural Missouri, one of the efforts we've been making is to bring some of the smaller churches that have two or three youth here or one or two church, uh, youth there, bringing them together at one site and then uh, 
I can go out and, and redo a lesson that I've already prepared. So it's no more work for me other than time. And I can um, share the ministry. And we built that up to uh, 25, 30 kids now participating in that. And it's wonderful. They're wonderful kids. But they get to see, no, it's not just that small church. But rather than that, there's a lot of these churches that if we come together, if we work together as we should, um, we can do some big things. And that it's more than just me and it's more than just the two or three that are in my church. Uh, we have a wonderful church body and uh, we just need to help them see that as well. And they'll definitely see it when they go to the gathering. We've loved to see um through either an event like a national gathering or a district youth gathering of churches that work together that way. And these young people get to know each other and here, then they go off to the state college, uh, you know, in their home state or maybe Concordia university. And these relationships are already there. They have young people they recognize that they've been to events with, or they've been doing servant projects together to serve their community. And there's already connections are there and they're seeing how their faith and life intersect. Um, and they, they again know they have these other Christian friends that they can count on and have a relationship with and have support. Um, and it's really neat again, to see these connections that get made through an event like this, thanks to adult leaders who may be proactively bringing those groups together and supporting one another. Um, so really some beautiful things. The Holy spirit works through those connections, which is always awesome to see. Yes. Well, and I love the idea that, you know, for some of the young people who are going to come to the gathering, they're coming from youth groups that are less than 10. It's mm -hmm. actually the majority mm -hmm, of the youth right. groups that come, right? Uh, and they may be the only LCMS Lutheran in their school, right? right? Um, in their friend group. Uh, and for them to be able to come to the gathering and go like, I am not alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's such an important sensation to be able to then go like, I, I may feel alone on the day to day, but I can hearken back to that. And as adult leaders, we can remind them of right. that. That, uh, that they aren't alone in in what they believe and what we teach and confess as well. So we think about the programming at the gathering, uh, especially the variety of speakers and the topics that we have. Uh, those can be helpful for ongoing ministry as well. Alan, you referenced um, going back and listening to the podcast, but what are some ways we can uh, capture things that happen in the programming at the gathering and carry it on into the healthy ongoing ministry? I, I think, again, there it's the communication that has to be established um, and, and the relationships that have to be established ahead of time so that the kids feel open to talk to their leaders about this is a great topic um, and, and we just barely got into it. But I'd love to get into it in more detail and be able to communicate that back to the leaders so the leaders can build around it. Um, the youth uh, uh, page that Synod puts out, the, the uh, youth source. Uh, is so wonderful. Thank you. I'm sorry. It's so wonderful with um, with different topics and ideas that uh, can be presented for uh, for support. That um, and then when when you add all these podcasts in, uh, it, it 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 can really help to uh, develop the the programming that you need coming off of the gathering. But again, you need to have the relationships established with the kids. So that when they're talking to you, um, and, and that's opening yourself up enough to know that you're going to have to do that. Every gathering I've gone to, we've, um, we've closed out the day with devotions. Mm -hmm. And then I know that makes it for a late night. Uh, but then um, afterwards, I say, if anybody wants to stay up and talk or if anything's on anybody's heart, please, um, I'll, I'll stay down until, until you're done. And, and then you can head back up to your rooms. And I typically don't get to bed until about two in the morning. 
because kids just want to talk. Kids just want to unload. And uh, it's so wonderful that, that they're open to that. And what that means is you got to provide for yourself. And that's where going back to the first thing I mentioned, when you get home, get some rest because you deserve it. Uh, you've put in a lot of time, but the gathering is is not about you. And it's not about uh, uh, it, it, it's not about what you get out of it, although you're going to get a ton out of it. More than that, it's about what the Holy Spirit working in the hearts of these kids. And when the Holy Spirit works, we can just be alive to be the tool that the Holy Spirit wants to use to help them uh, process the messages that they've heard. And if you're not a night person like myself, you can also encourage young people to speak to you over breakfast. Um, right? Well, right, because that's something my kids know about me. And I'm like, I'm happy to get up early and have coffee with you. Um, but I'm, I may be asleep at two in the, in, in the morning, um, I, even if you're still talking to me, right? So I, every group has to come up with those own dynamics. But I do appreciate, right, that you take note of what sessions your young people went to, the things that they appreciated, the, the topics they want to dive into more. I mean, that's a great way to give them feedback into your next year about what are the topics that they heard, the, the things that they heard. We do provide the podcast, the recordings of, mm -hmm. of many of these yep. events afterwards. And so um, you can go back and listen to it as a group. Um, sometimes these are uh, writers, people who have written other pieces for us on the on the e-source. So we want to encourage you to, to think about other ways that you can um, utilize the voices that are... <laughs> Uh, at the gathering um, and the topics at the gathering to then carry on into other Bible studies. Yes, I was I was thinking that I think in another podcast we talked about well to delegate like those schedule times because I'm well, sure you were very good at. Uh, I, it wasn't so much me as that my kids could tell, right? Yeah. I mean, like it's just being authentic. My kids could yeah. tell, uh, and but I'm sure Alan, uh, your kids knew that like that was a time where they could get some some time to debrief with you. Every group's going to be different, but I appreciate that you're you're honest about saying like I'm here to be here until you guys have have done having that conversation. Right, and it is making yourself. I, I appreciate what you said. It is making yourself available during the day as well because. You, and that's one of those things you have to plan. Unfortunately, you have to plan for the the things that you hope will never occur, but may occur. And when those times come up, uh, you have to be ready to to uh, either bring that person in or uh, bring a group of people in or maybe your whole group in to just have a talk, to sit down and and, and talk about the relationships that we've established before we've even left. So that that can we can come back to that and say, OK, it's day four. Uh, we're wearing down. Uh, tempers are starting to get a little short. Let's let's remember what we're here for and uh, let's refocus ourselves back to allowing the, the Lord to do his work. We talked about the key piece in terms of being available uh, during the gathering and, and how do we invest in young people during that one one little tweak that we did to some of the programming a number of gatherings ago is um, realizing one, the LCMS Youth Gathering is also the largest gathering of adults in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Um, some that are very much invested in the youth ministry in their home congregation, some that take on other leadership roles, whether they're called church workers, pastors, DCEs, and others, uh, but also others that are serving as uh, chair persons of congregations, those that are uh, working in a lot of different areas within the ministry of the church. Um, and at the same time too, uh, 
adults are coming to us and saying, hey, we want to be able to take these sessions back home into relational connections, to be able to teach this better. Um, and so we started offering sessions and resources for adults at the youth gathering as well. So like sometimes to maybe peel away, come into a session to learn more about a topic and how then do you take this home and talk about it with your young people? Um, and so we've really seen some growth there and desire for adults to be trained in that way. So there are, again, these variety of sessions that are designed just for adult leaders um, and as well as what we call affinity groups for them to engage in conversation and encouragement. So what are some of the ways that adult leaders can bring back what they learn to help their youth ministry grow and become healthier by the grace of God? Uh, I think, yeah, I, I I love what you said. It's it's uh, it's by the grace of God, and it's understanding what a wonderful gift God's grace is for us. As adults, we see this um, we see this play out every single day of our lives. Uh, we were reminded in a, a recent Bible study by uh, Dr. Peter Nasker that our spiritual walk is not separated from our, our secular lives. It's, it's what we do together that it, or what we, our spiritual life is our life. And um, that's how we have to look at it. And it's opening up our hearts to the grace that God has provided us through Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that he has provided us through Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's that kind of a thought process maybe going into the gathering that allows us to say, all right, I have to I have to see my group in that light. I have to see my own family in that light. I have to see uh, my coworkers at, at work in that light um, that that uh, God has blessed me with his grace. I need to share that grace with other people as well. And when we do that and when we become more intentional about that and when we start living that spiritual walk, um, uh, we become the tool of the spirit that uh, big things can occur and we can bring that home so much more effectively, I think, uh, when we keep that in mind. Uh, most youth groups fundraise or receive support from their congregation in order to go to the gathering. Uh, what are some of the ways your group can thank the congregation for their support and help them to understand the experience that their resources and support provided? I, yes, it, it, it is so important that uh, congregations take ownership in this process. Um, uh, it's very hard for kids to do this by themselves, although it can be done. But it's so it, it's so worthwhile for a congregation to take ownership in uh, sending a group down to a gathering. And so uh, likewise, it's so important for the kids to see um uh, the, the commitment that the congregation has made, and you're able to do what you're doing because of the love and the support of uh, the congregation as a whole and because of individual sponsors or donors that have supported you. And so here again, going back to what we talked about earlier, writing those notes can be so important. Um, getting the, the kids uh, uh, to, to step up in front and to, to get out of their comfort zone a little bit, to just stand in front of the congregation and say thank you. Um, help them to prepare a message or something that they can deliver before a worship service to tell the congregation, thank you. Uh, part of that, I, I think as well is, uh, and this can be done again with technology so effectively of, of providing the pictures and the, uh, and the processes and the thoughts. Um, one of the ways that uh, I know we've, we've really moved towards is journaling and uh, allowing the kids to write down their thoughts uh, day to day so that they have something to come back to because so often they're exhausted as well 
and then you tell them, okay, now prepare prepare something. It might be better that they be thinking about how are you going to prepare something for the congregation, and this is planning ahead, knowing that you want to do this down the road. And uh, there, too, it's it's very good to try and link generations where you can have older members link with a younger mm-hmm. member, and whether it's solving a problem in the congregation or just being a support to them, uh, I think that's really going to be key to uh, congregational growth and to uh, youth growth, that they can see the wisdom of, uh, the youth can see the wisdom of uh, those who have gone before, and uh, the the uh, older members of the congregation can see the energy and be enthused by the uh, um, activities wow. and by the fun that the youth can bring to their lives as well. And so uh, wonderful relationships can get established there, uh, wow. but it is so important for them to see they're not in this alone, that the congregation is working with them and is concerned for their spiritual growth. One of the things that I took to doing in some of my trips is uh, doing like little short um, talking head videos <laughs> all of the office or whatever, um, just at, uh, as young people had stories to share, right? Because not all of my kids felt comfortable standing in front of a group, say at a Bible study time or whatever, and talking and sharing, um, but we could record them in the moment talking about something that happened and then splice those together. There are lots of ways to use some great technology, whether that's social media or the fact that we have so many pictures now <laughs> of these events as we go through them uh, to be able to, to point that back. But I, I so appreciate that, right? Like, not only are you thanking the congregation, but I love the idea that um, in thanking them and that back and forth, we can build some relationships amongst the whole congregation with the youth ministry. Yes, I think that's so important right now and, and really will provide for growth in the church as well. So that when these kids, even, even after that, then when they go to college, they've already got links to uh, members in the congregation. So often, in, in churches, we fall out into the narthex after a worship service and we get into what I call our holy huddles with our friends and, and the older people get together with the older people and the young kids get together with the young kids. I know from going to servant events and things like that, uh, it's not that way after you come back because you work shoulder to shoulder with a kid or you go to the gathering and, and you've developed that relationship with a kid. Now you come out into the narthex and, and it's Perg or it's Alan or it's Susan. Um, that you're talking to. And, and that goes a lot farther than uh, um, just Mr. Wonderlick or, or uh, Mr. Smith. So at, uh, if they can have that relationship, that's the kind of relationship that's going to go on for years to come. I think those events too, I mean, just the, when you think the whole body of Christ can be so powerful. I mean, I'd love to hear churches that have, you know, people throughout the day who are signed up to pray for youth who are attending an event like a youth gathering, going on a servant event or a mission trip, whatever it might be. And that's just not for youth ministry too, but in general, um, that those people are just thinking about them, praying about them, um, you know, special events that maybe they do to commission their young people as they travel to a youth gathering or certain event to, to build those bonds are just are so powerful in the lives of young people. And also, like you said, to, to make those connections within the congregation, uh, the gifts that are there, the energy that is there to serve one another and to um, honor God and, and those things that they do. So any kind of last thoughts to go a little bit deeper into that um, and how those relationships do help youth and also supportive adults, uh, maybe specifically 
particularly as they continue to study God's word, pray for each other, worship and live out their vocations. Um, specific ways in which you see those relationships happening or a way that they can be supported as you come back from an event like the Youth Gathering. Any any thoughts on that, Alan? I think um, one of the things that, that has been done in the past, and, and I pray that it continues, is the live cast that, that are done from the gathering. Mm. Uh, and you mentioned that uh, uh, it was a great thought and, and uh, of, of people praying for the kids while they're down there and let them know there's a prayer partner back in the congregation that's praying mm-hmm. for you. Uh, it, it is so wonderful when those, those live casts are done and you got parents, but not just parents, members of the congregation who are excited to watch the opening service or the, the opening uh, session of the of the mass event and to see the number of kids. And they're so taken back by it as well. Um, it's about those relationships. And so the more we can set up and the more we can establish um, youth to adult, adult to youth, not just the adult leaders who are going, but extend that out into the congregation as much as possible. I think uh, that really helps to further the ministry of the church at large and really helps set you up for uh, expanding well past the uh, youth gathering uh, into things down the road and into the future. Well, and the gathering is able to help us form not just those relationships, but that environment of warm challenge and grace that we can um, have open and honest conversation because we had open and honest conversation at the gathering. Um, They know that these are safe adults for them to bring questions to because they were able to do that at the gathering um, and be able to carry that into the youth ministry that happens all of the time, uh, you know, day to day, week to week with young people. I think sometimes we underestimate how much is built at the gathering that we can then utilize in the year um, and years after the gathering as well. Um, Not just in those relationships, but in the way that we interact with each other in our youth ministry. Yes. The best selling point for the gathering is always the students who have gone to the gathering before and the gathering before that, because they're the ones and so on. They're the ones who are telling the younger one, this is something you don't want to miss. And they'll come back. Well, I have band camp that week. Well, you might want to talk to your director because this is something that you don't want to miss. And and they're the ones who understand. And and they'll come back, you know, six years, nine years later and be saying, I remember this from the gathering. And I remember this one point. And then we followed it up when we came back and we were talking about that in that Bible study or in that retreat. Um, that that is that can be so powerful for them as they uh, process through their spiritual walk. And we know from our research that our uh, young people, as they grow into young adulthood, do go back and point to the gathering as, as an important moment for them in their in their walk with Jesus. And even you know, one of my favorite stories is I, I have a DCE friend who um, does some work in a hospice and um, she went in or no, she's in the hospital and uh, she went in and the the person who was there, she's there to bring care to uh, has a gathering backpack and a gathering Bible in, <laughs> in the hospital. And she's able to utilize that as a moment to have that shared experience, that person um, well into their adulthood, uh, being able to, to care for them that way. You know, these, these pieces connect us together as a church and as a congregation and there's some really powerful ways that we can see them resonate well, well, well into the future beyond the event. 
Right. So thanks, Alan, for joining us <laughs> and talking about how we carry this into the into the, our everyday uh, three-year cycle of, of youth ministry uh, beyond just the gathering. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's always great to talk to you both. Thanks, Alan. We'll be doing an entire set of podcasts that will come out directly after the gathering to help you bring the gathering home well. That'll review some of the things we discussed today and throughout this podcast too, and no doubt in the months ahead, uh, just to kind of review that, remind you. But again, that's such an important part, I think, of the gathering experience of how do we bring it back well, continue those relational connections, um, and be able to live out that experience that they've had at the youth gathering itself. Because even though we are very focused on the gathering, right. just like you are very focused on the gathering, we know that it is just one part of a youth ministry that happens um, all every day, every week, every month in your congregation. And so we want to be able to help you to take it uh beyond just those five days into something far more than that. That's a great time too, to get uh, excitement for your younger youth and, and children that are in your congregation, as well as to those future adult leaders and other ways that are going to serve to, to see that great relational connection that can made and, and really what they're able to be um, provided the gathering to be able to have that learning opportunity, that service opportunity, and to understand again, the vastness of Christ church, um, not only just in the Lutheran church, Missouri Synod, but as young people start to connect with Christian friends out in their, their high schools and in their relational connections to be able to have a deeper understanding of that, which is really exciting to see. We want you to be able to follow up and thank your congregation uh, and celebrate what God has done at the gathering and what your young people have experienced uh, through the Holy Spirit. We just ask that you make sure and think about ahead of time and then make sure to follow up with uh, ways to think and celebrate, not just with your group, though hopefully you do it with your group or not just your adult leaders, though we hope you do it with your adult leaders, but with the entire congregation so they can get a chance to uh, engage in some additional support for your young people. So some closing questions for you to consider. How are you going to thank your congregation and leadership for their support of your youth in attending the gathering? How can you best debrief the experience of the gathering upon returning home and with future youth ministry and relational connections? And how can you use learning from sessions and mass events to help encourage your group to tackle new topics in God's word with warmth, challenge, and grace? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you prepare not just for the gathering, but for what comes afterwards. We know the gathering is just one small piece of your youth ministry. We pray that it is a meaningful piece that connects young people and adults to each other and to Jesus. Engold Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.